Well, welcome back, my kryptonites, to another edition of the Shiller Podcast, where I look over some of the latest news coming out of the world of crypto. Now, thank you to my host of brand new Twitter followers. Um, I only set up the account the other day, so it's uh, really appreciated. Um, I hope I can put in the work for you guys to ensure that the follow is worthwhile. I mean, of course it is. So, um, I've picked out um, a wide variety of little tidbits for you today. Uh, but before I begin, um, I'll give you my Twitter page for those who don't know. It's um, The Shiller, which you can type in search and you'll find it. Um, and you can email me at uh, theshillerpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer in one of those podcasts, um, or if you just uh, have some thoughts on cryptocurrency in general, just uh, just drop me a line. Um, but little warning, words such as Lambo and Moon are banned. Uh, those who are new might not be aware of those words. Those who have been around the scene for a while do know those words and are probably as equally as annoyed by them as I am. So uh, they're banned by me. So uh, you're probably now shouting, hey, chiller man, get on with the news. Um, so I guess here we go. What do we have first? Right, so. Bitcoin volatility hits a 17-month low. What's next? Uh, that's on newsbtc.com. Uh, Bitcoin's volatility rates have hit a 17-month 17, 17 low due to a combination of a slow news cycle and low trading volume, um, leading some investors to believe that the lack of volatility could signal a maturing market, which is um, about time we actually had a maturing market, really. Um Despite this, debate remains as to whether or not a stable Bitcoin is a positive sign for its future. I mean, um, it goes on. For the past month, Bitcoin's prices have shown an unprecedented level of stability, ranging between uh, $6,200 and $6,800 since early September. Uh, for the past week, this trading range has tightened, with a new range formed between approximately $6,500 and $6,600, which, as you remember, if you've uh, listened to my first podcast, I mentioned, and it was getting, it's been getting a little bit boring, to be fair. I mean, I, I, I like the fact it's less volatile, but at the same time, crypto's kind of exciting because of its volatility, if that makes sense. Um, anyway, this tight range has led many cryptocurrency investors to jokingly note that Bitcoin may as well be a stable coin. Ha ha ha. Uh, what's next for Bitcoin, the article says, although the lack of volatility is leading many investors and day traders to believe that Bitcoin is gearing up for a huge price swing, which, having looked at the charts, looks like it might be in the next few days, but um, don't count on it. Um, some analysts think that this could be a signal for a maturing market. While speaking to Bloomberg, Nigel Green, the founder of the DeVere Group, noted that the price stability could, in quotes, be a signal that the cryptocurrency market is maturing. They've got to stop using the word mature and maturing. Bitcoin is approaching its 10th anniversary. Hooray, I wonder what if I'm invited to the party um, this coming January. But it has only been in the past few years that the cryptocurrency has seen a mainstream adoption, which is correct. Um, and signs of institutional and corporate adoption have only been seen over the past several months although this seems to be all happening quite sneakily we're kind of hoping for big well i think i mean i think institutional invest investing has been happening for quite a while um 
and we're expecting some sort of explosion in the summer, which never happened, sort of, well, actually May onwards, to be fair, it's never happened. So uh, we've been in the spare market for a while, even though there has been big institution money coming in. Um, but anyway, Mike McGlone, a Bloomberg intelligence commodity strategist, explained that because the market is rapidly maturing, there's that word again, it is likely that price volatility will continue to decline with the introduction of more Bitcoin-related products like the backed thing, whatever it is, coming up next uh, in November. Yes, um, this is a maturing market. Sorry, that's a word again. This is a maturing market, so volatility should continue to decline. When you have a new market, it will be highly volatile until it establishes itself. Yes, that's pretty obvious, to be fair, uh, Mike. Uh, there are more participants, more derivatives, more ways of trading, hedging, and arbitraging. Arbitraging, arbitrate. I have never been able to say that word. Um, it seems as though there is an exist. Uh, there exists a growing consensus that the Bitcoin markets are. I'm not going to say that word. With David Towell, the president of ProChain Capital, sharing a similar sentiment. Uh, to McLone, explaining that as more long-term buyers enter the market, there will be less buying and selling momentum. Um, yeah, I'm not sh- quite sure actually. If that, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's entirely correct. Um, uh, it depends what they mean by long-term buyers. Are they the ones who are the retail guys like me and you uh, going in and hoping to invest in Bitcoin and leave it? Um, in our crypto banks or in our wallets, shall we say, um, and hope for that to kind of, I don't know, raise the price or make it more stable. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm, I'm not too sure because I think really that Bitcoin and the price itself at the moment is just controlled by, like I mentioned in the first podcast, controlled by whales, the people with big, big money. And, you know, unless we, we need another... I think for there to be retail investors coming in, there needs to be another FOMO bull run quite soon because I think the interest of the average Joe, um, like me, is kind of waning a little bit. Um, Okay, I'm not the average Joe because I'm actually properly interested in cryptocurrency. But the person who came in and kind of thought they'd make a a quick buck uh, back a few months ago and then they started actually seeing the price dip. I think that sort of person won't come back. Um, so it just ne- does need something or uh, someone to kick it into action. Um, a company, do you remember you all, you've all had Blackberries in the past? Uh, anyway, Blackberry, uh, Blackberry, 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 I call it Blackberry. Uh, are to launch a blockchain for medical data sharing. So BlackBerry Limited has now come up with a blockchain solution for secure data sharing among healthcare providers in order to improve patient outcomes. The company is using its network operation center uh, to power a blockchain digital ledger that aims to secure global system for storing and sharing patient medical data. Uh, This is according to, I think, a news release from BlackBerry. Anyway, the blockchain is provided by OneBio, which is a peer-to-peer marketplace for bio data. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Storing and sharing medical data. That can be... Obviously, blockchains are... um, Well, we like to think they're unpenetrable, but, um, you know, it is quite obviously medical data is one of those things you really don't want to mess up or lose. 
Anyway, BlackBerry, the long-time developer of smartphones and tablets, um, has recently unveiled BlackBerry Spark, an enterprise of things, uh, in brackets, EOT. God, is like Internet of Things, Enterprise of Things. I'm getting confused now. An enterprise of things platform that aims to transform the global delivery of healthcare data. John Chen, the executive chairman and CEO of BlackBerry stated, what did he state? He said, we are applying our expertise in security, data privacy, and communication work in regulated industries such as automotive, automotive, uh, financial services, and government to tackle one of the biggest challenges in the healthcare industry, leveraging healthcare endpoints to improve patient outcomes while ensuring security and data privacy. Um, da, 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 da. um yeah but yeah it's not much more to add to that one really yeah i'm just scrolling down and uh, it does go into more detail but well there you go blackberry keeping it um keeping it very 20 2019 uh 2018 shall i say 2018 um so well done them uh your phone might not be at the top of everybody's uh Shopping list, but at least you're uh, moving with the times. Anyway, uh, the next headline is huge cash flows. Lithuania voices concern over ICO and crypto trading. Ah, the ICO. Um, so Lithuanian authority. Lithuania is quite big or has been with um, ICOs in, in general. If, I'll, I'll read this and you'll probably, probably get more of an idea. Lithuanian authorities held a seminar examining the threat and potential benefits of initial coin offerings to the country's economy. Um, this was uh, according to a news release um, that came out this week amid an ongoing investigation into cryptocurrency trading habits. The Financial Crime Investigation Service, um, who were they, organised this meeting. They're probably very, very popular but or famous, or, uh, but I just don't know, so apologies for that. Organised the meeting, which included representatives from government ministries, the central bank, and the general prosecutor in capital G, capital P. According to this news release, the gathering revealed that Lithuanian processes, processes huge turnover from crypto to fiat. So there you go. Um, uh, this uh, the head of this FCIS, Antonio Mil- Milkusk, um, says that virtual currency has huge cash flows, but there are worries about converting them into dollars and euros as quickly in- as possible and leaving virtual currencies as quickly as possible. So um, Lithuania, what they've done, they pledged to, pledged to create a formalized regulatory environment for cryptocurrency and related products noting that the benefits that come from adopting a hands-on approach to the industry. Now, the authorities are noting that a high ICO turnover volume, that's 500 million euros, which for our US friends is about $576 million over the past 18 months, uh, and they are calling for tougher anti-fraud mechanisms. Um, uh, this is a quote from the FCIS deputy director now. Um, says, according to ICO figures, Lithuania is one of the world leaders and shows the highest 305%, blimey, growth from all over the world. Um, the FCIS is simultaneously examining banks' roles in processing high-volume crypto-to-fiat transactions resulting from exchanges, noting that any single transaction over €80,000 must be investigated. So, I mean, it's good to see that Lithuania trying to get on top of this. And I think the more 
regulated this industry becomes uh, from ICOs. I mean, you have seen some dodgy ICO adverts, I'm sure uh, those who have been involved in the scene uh, over the past uh, two, three years or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think any sort of regulation of that type is fantastic for the industry. Um, right, so this is interesting. We all want widespread adoption, don't we? So Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, yes, are to be accepted at a UK pub, apparently. Um, so listen to this. And you guys actually who are not in the UK might have heard of this uh, pub brand as well. So uh, basically, the mass adoption of cryptocurrency is taking a new step with latest reports stating that Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash will be accepted at a popular pub in United Kingdom. So Brewdog Canary Wharf, but you've, I think quite a few of you have probably heard of Brewdog, uh, is set to open towards the end of 2018 and they released a statement to confirm that they will be accepting Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash for their products. Uh, funnily enough, it's it's beer. Um, the company has also stated that the first 100 customers will be given the added bonus of a cryptocurrency wallet top-up. Uh, isn't that nice? The company uh, said to celebrate the first 100 people through the doors will, secure, will score a Bitcoin Cash wallet loaded with anywhere from £12 to £100. That's amazing. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, so the rapid adoption of cryptocurrency in, in the UK comes in the wake of um, after Margot James, the digital minister of state for the DCMS, um, said, basically spoke about Theresa May, uh, prime minister, um, Theresa May's led government stance on blockchain blockchain technology and its use cases. James cited the example of the UK's Financial Conduct Authority um, that had an eye on blockchain technology. So the UK, again, is like many other countries. Um, Canada, I think, recently as well. As in, they, they built something on Ethereum. So um, there's a lot of big countries that just really into blockchain technology at the moment and see that as the way forward. Actually, in the Conservative Party conference, I think last week, um, blockchain technology was mentioned. So, um, you know, I think we're looking at, I mean, with this um, adoption by, I mean, it's, it's a small, quirky little story about BrewDog. But with the adoption of Brew, uh, by BrewDog, uh, other companies will follow suit in the UK, and I'm, I'm expecting in other uh, countries in the in the both of the the Western Hemisphere, and also you know in obviously Singapore and Japan are leading the way at the moment. So um, and governments as well we're regarding blockchain. So it's it's kind of exciting times. Um, right. Okay. So ending with this little story. Um, or survey, shall I say. So <laughs> apparently, um, there's a survey that's been done involving more than a 1,000 American uh, residents. This was in uh, on the zycrypto.com website. So there's a survey um, a blockchain by, done by a blockchain company called Clover, without the E, so it's C-L-O-V-R. Anyway, they found that the average Bitcoin investor is a rich, young male. Well, I'm neither rich nor young. I am definitely male though. So anyway, the survey showed that 75% of all participants appreciate 
cryptocurrency and are familiar with Bitcoin. 62% of the participants are also confident that they are knowledgeable enough to explain cryptocurrency to the layman with zero knowledge of the subject. Um, interestingly, the survey agrees with the findings of an earlier survey that millennials are more keen on cryptocurrencies and are more likely to invest in it than their earlier generations. Um, males also proved to dominate the industry because they are more open to risk-taking than females. Mm. Anyway, I, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure about that, but as backed by a study carried out in 2016, which showed that the female investors are more careful when it comes to risk-taking. I'm not... I think, to be to be absolutely honest, anybody who invests in cryptocurrency full stop is taking a bit of a risk at the moment. So um, whether you're male or female, so I, I you know, I, I don't know. Um, I, I didn't do the study, but they can say what they want. But I, I, I do genuinely think that if you're if you're involved in this and are have invested in any of these currencies, then you have taken a bit of a risk. Um, so there you go. Talking of risk taking and uh, volatility, etc., etc. Let's have a look at the prices. So it is around five fifty three. Uh, sorry, five thirty three. Um, at the seventh of uh, October. So go to Coin Market Cap, and we have Bitcoin. You'll be amazingly surprised to know it's barely moved. So it's at um, $6,572. Ethereum, um, it's gone down a tiny bit. I mean, both of these have gone down less than a percent over the last 24 hours. Ethereum at $223.38. XRP, um, ooh, nearly a 3% plunge there for XRP. is uh, Ripple's little uh, ripple of uh, moving up over now. Um that is now 47 cents. Bitcoin Cash with a little bit of a harm, well, just nearly a half a percent rise at $512.25. Um, EOS with a little bit of a dip at $5.68. Um, Stellar, um, a bit at uh, 24 cents. That's so not really gone up. Litecoin, $57.72. So very steady there. So nothing massively spectacular, I'm sad to say. Who knows what this week will bring, though. Um, once again, thank you all for listening. Um, I will be back very, very soon with more cryptocurrency news for you to all consume. Um, have a great day. All the best.